Voices that inspire the extended interview. My name is Douglas Gorton. I am uh, retired, although I'm not particularly fond of that term. I like to say I, I labor for um, monetarily um, uncompensated uh, means, and, uh, but volunteering is what I do and for various entities and organizations, and uh, uh, that's how I spend the bulk of my time, and I enjoy it immensely. So I want to talk a little bit about that concept of work because, you know, we think of work and we think that it's, well, work has to be compensated. Mm -hmm. But you're now doing work that's not compensated. It's not compensated monetarily, but from what it sounds like, it's compensating you in many other ways. So for those who are in that cusp of thinking about life after their paid job, you know, what, what Mm -hmm. what have you found? Unpaid compensation uh, for me uh, is much better and greater um, and the satisfaction much more than when I was working for money, which sounds sort of crass, but that's what we do. We work for money. Uh, We take jobs that pay more. We leave jobs and go to others that pay more, oftentimes even if we don't like the job we're going to because it's going to compensate us more. So if you can get to the point where you don't need that, then... And that takes a great amount of um, an ability to not want more or not to worry that you don't have enough, which is why a lot of people don't retire. Uh, but get to the point where, you, you know, you're comfortable with that uh, you, you, and, and you go into volunteer work and you do things that aren't just, I don't want to say necessarily pleasing yourself, but I know people, they spend all their time when they're working and when they're retired, a, a lot of times just pursuing things they want to do. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's a lot more satisfaction out of doing things for other people. And if you're always traveling and always wanting to please yourself, then you you, you don't have time for that. And uh, I just find that I'm able to and I get great satisfaction out of what I'm doing. And I don't expect other people necessarily to be that way, but um, I think it's been my calling so in a way, it sounds like you have found your calling after giving up your career-paid job. Uh, yeah, that's true. Although my career-paid job was one um, that I sought out because I knew it would give me satisfaction. I'm a very patriotic person, and um, uh, I, it was important for me to do meaningful work. Uh, my first job was uh, for a company selling dictation equipment. I was the administrative manager, and, I, and after three years, I thought, well, I, what good am I doing working in a job like this? You know, I just felt like I needed to do something more meaningful, even when I was relatively young. And, of course, the older I get, the more I feel that pressure to, not pressure in a bad way, but just very intent on making the most out of the time that I have left. So who do you volunteer for? What's, what is some of your volunteer work? Well, I have uh, done a lot of work for Elder Care Services, the, the private company that does Meals on Wheels. I did that for a while. Um, I currently am associated with them doing uh, transportation for um, elderly people or people that can't drive, taking them to doctor's appointments primarily. I really like that because in sitting in the car, I, I, we talk and I get to know them really well. And like I said earlier, I really have a strong affection for older people and I love hearing their stories. Um, it's sad though, because a lot of them die 
uh, well, we all die, but uh, I've known quite a few that within a year of me getting to know them, through, through taking them places, you know, they died. And so there's a sad uh, aspect to working with the elderly. So I did that, and then I still do some of that. Um, Tallahassee Memorial Hospital, I get a great deal of enjoyment out of. I volunteer with them every Friday in the Heart and Vascular Center, which is personally meaningful to me because I had uh, open heart surgery uh, 11 years ago now. And I feel like I'm a very healthy and active person. And I didn't foresee that when I was going through that. I thought, well, my life's over. I'm so I like to be an inspiration to other people, and I and I see patients that come in. I check them in um, that are coming there for various heart-related uh, tests. And whenever I get to share the story about my surgery, I like to because I want them to see, you know, there's another, there's more life to come after this. But there's one thing I could only do. Um, it would be my work as an ombudsman, uh, which is uh, part of the state uh, Department of Elder affairs, the ombudsman program, uh, I was surprised to learn that it's a volunteer. It's staffed with all volunteers. Um, we go out and um, basically investigate uh, any complaints that are made from family members or from residents of nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Um, and we've, uh, we do quarterly uh, just pop-in checks um, uh, on them. And there's a lot of need in that area, and I know the program needs more volunteers. But it's for unpaid satisfaction. That's the way to go, especially if, if you're comfortable being in nursing homes and around the elderly. Uh, but I enjoy that, and I get to know some of them uh, as well. Um, so one thing that motivates me in that regard is um, I read a while back um, that when, uh, when you walk into a nursing home, you enter a world of neglected people slowly fading away, dying. And it's, it's sad to think of it that way. And it's certainly not the case in all assisted living facilities, but I've met quite a few elderly that that's the case. They don't have family or they don't have um, uh, friends uh, or children or, or either they're ignored by their family at, at times, which really almost angers me, um, or they just don't have them and they're alone and uh, they're there till they die. And it's a sad situation. So any impact, or favorable impact I can have um, on them um, means a lot to me. And I know, or I hope it means a lot to them. I'm sure it does. I, you know, that is, it's, inter I, I'm, it's interesting that you have chosen that place, that space to give your time when it's so needed. These are often such forgotten people. It's like we're, we're a society that, you know, we don't like to look at that. We just, right. you know, we, we, let's put them behind closed yeah. doors and forget about them. Mm -hmm. That's what we've done in this society. And, you know, a couple generations ago, churches and families uh, took care of the elderly. And now it's convenient for us just to put them away. And part of it is the selfish nature of man um, in a way. I mean, like I was saying before, there are people that are just pursuing their own whatever, things they want to do. Um, and even though their parents, you know, did everything for them and sacrificed everything for them, a lot of children uh, aren't willing to give that back, which to me is horrid. But anyway. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's, yeah. it's, well, I 
kudos to you for giving your time and your talents to that, to that, to these people who have so many needs. How has it made you think about your own aging as you're navigating this space? Well, I'm uh, a little concerned. Um, I'm not afraid. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather just doesn't sound good, but I'd rather die than be alone um, in a nursing home um, or just at the mercy of, you know, there's a lot of great nurses and a lot of people that work in those places. But, um, and as a man, part of it, you know, we like to maintain control and we don't want to be in embarrassing situations where we need everything done for us. So I certainly am like that too. Um, so I, I hope I'm not. Uh, I, 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 I did buy long-term care insurance when I had the chance um, uh, to help with that. Um, my, my Christian faith is what keeps me from being negative about all this stuff because, like my mother says, and she's, 80, she's about to be 87 and she's still here, um, she really almost wants to die. She's anxious to die. She's anxious to see my father again, and her faith is very strong, and that's... Um, that's an inspiration uh, to me to see that in her. And I just endeavor to have that same level of faith that uh, I can be that way too. It sounds like your mother probably instilled a lot of these values that are in you that are making you such a caring person. Um, it sounds like that's what, does yeah. that, is that where that comes from, do you think? Yeah, I would say a lot of it, that and just, uh, well, on the fact that uh, she and my father brought me up in a, in a Christian household. Um, and Christians being generous is really job number one for, for Christians. The, the Bible is full of admonitions and instructions about that. And one that's almost haunting that I think of sometimes is um, a Bible verse that says, uh, to whom... Uh, much is given, much will be required, um, which almost sounds threatening, but um, I don't take it that way. But I know that God has uh, blessed me to be, to not have to work for monetary compensation. And so um, I, that's a responsibility I have to do this. And I'm just very fortunate that it's something I enjoy a lot. <laughs> kind of like running. I'd love to run and I been running all my life, and a lot of people hate running, and but I don't do it for exercise. I, I benefited from that, but I just enjoy it. So the fact that I do this, I don't expect everybody to enjoy you know, working with elderly people or going into nursing homes. It can be a very depressing place, um, but uh, there's a, a wonderful blessing side to that as well. Mm-hmm. So... What advice would you give to other people who are looking at stepping away from their careers and entering retirement? What what would what advice would you give? Well, not knowing finances, which is always what this revolves around, or access to health insurance, um, which many people have to wait at least to sixty five anyway to get on Medicare if they don't have a job that provides it in retirement at an affordable price. I would say. Try not to be, and they wouldn't, I don't like to use the term greedy, but that's kind of what it is when you always want more of something, which is easy to fall into that trap. Um, so my, I guess my advice is just take the chance because there's a wonderful life on the other side of work. And I know a lot of people that work until they're in such bad health that uh, 
they're not going to be able to volunteer or do much. So they need to let go. And and my biggest thing I, I read somewhere that uh, is applicable here, and that is as a final statement, sort of, don't go out a completely selfish person. Don't, you know, give... <laughs> You don't want to just live for yourself and then die. Whether you're a religious person or not, that's not, not, not the satisfying way to live or die. You've said a lot of really, really interesting things. Is there anything else you'd like to share? You know, people listening to this when they're driving home from work or coming into work, what do you want people to know? Wow. Well... Mainly just, and this applies regardless of a person's religion or lack of religion, and, and that is being generous and trying to be selfless is the key to happiness. And um, there's a lot, there's been many studies done that, that show all the physical and mental benefits of being a giving person. Uh, just a week ago in the Tallahassee Democrat, um, Mark Mahoney, who writes an opinion piece for them, uh, gave some details all on that, that uh, you, you can, it's, it's good for your health, physical and mental, to have that kind of attitude uh, toward others and toward life. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for coming in. And I know this is not your, this is not your joyful place, but I'm glad you came in anyway, because I think you have so much to share with others about thinking about the meaning of life and what gives us value in our lives. And obviously service to others is a big part of that. And so thank you for sharing some of that with me. Oh, well, thank you. It was an honor to be here. My name is Douglas Gorton, and I encourage everyone to be giving people and to volunteer uh, in the service of others.